You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 40. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, DerekAndSteve.com. He gets down to the nitty-gritty Ken Bone. Ken Bone. Ken Bone. A man of the people. The Ken man Bone. of the people. The so. man of all the people. Derek and Steve present... You know, the second they sign this guy, they're out there selling panda hats at Fenway Park. Who would you rather have on your team for the entire length of their career? Kevin Garnett oh, or Tim Duncan? Say. Well, I'm biased. I'm biased. <sighs> wow, that's a tough question. Yes, I did it. There really was no sweet to it because it's it was cool. It wasn't sweet. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 40 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, I, I forgot a question for you again today. That's okay. So how's it going? It's going well, Derek. Nice. Thanks for asking. Um, no problem. I will say there's some significance to the number 40. Ooh. Not only is it our uh, favorite BC alumna football number, Luke Keekley, it's also your second favorite BC alumna number, High school Steve Nicholas. There we go. Number high, 40. High school Steve Nicholas was yeah. number 40. So Outside linebacker Steve we, Nicholas, yeah, number so, 40. So we're hoping we can put, get a picture of that for our Instagram account. And I didn't um, know that when I picked that. I didn't know that Luke Keekley was going to be number 40 in college while I was in high school. Yeah. Mainly because we were both would, in high school. Right, right. So you wouldn't have known that. So like that was, I was ahead of the the number 40 curve. There you go. That's that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. So that's 40, huge. 40, as you mentioned, has a lot of different meanings in this episode. So... We've covered a couple of them, and it'll start us off right into the perfect way because it's the BC Minute to start the to start the show. The BC so, Minute. The BC Minute, and it might be a little more than a minute, but barely. So uh, we mentioned last week that we were thinking about starting all of, our epi- all of our episodes with a Boston College segment to start, kind of yeah. an anchor, a place where BC alumni can share what they're doing and, and BC Gold events can be promoted and... You know, we can just let the BC community know what's going on. Kind of be the podcast for the BC community. Basically, with the thought that there is no real... Like, we live in Boston where we went to college, and we almost have no connection to the alumni group. Right. Like, we go to a happy hour once every three months. Most people don't go. Like right. It really should be much better engagement yeah. on, on both parts, I guess. And a, and a bunch of our listeners are BC grads. There are, you know, most of them are. They're our friends from BC. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's a good opportunity for us to kind of help out and expand and it can be a two-way street we can help each other promote each other you, you scratch know, my great. back i'll scratch yours exactly. BC. That, let's do it that's what we say so <laughs> so we're in talks with bc gold council so we'll have some updates as we uh, maybe get to you know start some of that going a little bit so mm-hmm. uh but in the meantime just a quick update on bc so uh in unsurprising news bc football lost this week to syracuse <laughs> yeah um in what a lot of people hoped would be the one that would snap the acc losing streak they were favored in this game mm-hmm. uh the question we will not talk about the football game at all. I have no interest in that as no. long as you're okay with that. I'm fine. We, okay. I, it's weird because we used to talk about the football games and analyze them. Right. Now it's become a chore right. and I don't want to do it. We don't want to do chores. So yeah. until, until we become the BC podcast and have to do it. And then, right, right. <laughs> right now so, I just would rather not do it. I would rather not do it as well. So my question to you is the only question I have about the game uh, another downpour of rain during this game. Mm-hmm. My question, and and as one of our roommates has pointed out before, it never rained on Boston College football team ever. Like like we used to go to the games and it would stop raining. USC upset, it stopped raining right at the start of the Florida game. Florida State after pouring, yeah, Florida raining. State. So just pouring all game against Syracuse. My question is: Is God now crying on the Boston College football team because of how bad they are? Um, it's a tough question to answer, right? Um, because it's obvious that God's crying at that point, right? Whether or not it's because he's sad about Boston College football. Or, or is he laughing? Or is he laughing at Boston <laughs> College football? 
He's laughing so hard he's crying. <laughs> uh, so that's the real question. Uh, but the easy answer is that yes, they're tears. Yes, they're, so they're God's yes, tears. He's crying. Whether they're laughter tears or sadness tears, well, whoa, well, big motorcycle or something going by right on our street apparently, or a jet engine or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> under uh, attack. Yeah. So, uh, so God is crying, but we just yeah. don't know whether he's laughing or, or or sad. Exactly. He's probably laughing. So he's probably laughing. God, yeah. I always like to think of God as a happy guy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Or, Omnipresent being, whether or not he's a guy or girl, who knows? Exactly. So, uh, w- one <laughs> I said whether or not he's a guy or girl, who knows? So, um, so one note from the game before we move on: Luke Keekley gets uh, was in attendance. The Panthers had their bye week, so Keekley was able to come over to BC for this game. He had his jersey retired, not to be confused with his number being retired, which I didn't realize until we were actually in the game. I guess it makes sense because in college football, there are so many numbers that need to go around that you can't retire everyone's numbers. And so. some some people are wearing double numbers in college. Yeah. There's an offensive defense right. or even just a special teams player exactly. wearing the same numbers. And the rosters are huge in college, so it, it makes sense. But So Keekly's jersey is retired, meaning that his jersey is up on the on the alumni stadium corner there with the brick wall next to Flutie, actually right next to Flutie uh, and a bunch of the other BC greats. So a uh, nice ceremony, but Keekly's number obviously was 40, which is uh, the episode that we were on and yeah. your high school number. So. Um, so my question is, does it, does it actually mean anything physically that their jersey's retired? You know, no, I don't think so. It's I don't just think it does. A, more like a ceremony. Look, we're going to put your jersey, we're going to put your name up there. Yes. It's, re, it's retiring. Yes. It's just honoring him, really. It seems like yeah. that's what it is. Even, there was a Keekly, if there was another Keekly who, but, but, who went to Boston College. <laughs> Right. Had a great year at number forty because he's allowed to do it. He's yeah. not retired. Yeah, another key. Technically, it's 40. his jersey. <laughs> right. I don't That's know. That's true. That's true. Um, Flutie does have his number retired. So yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so apparently, Luke didn't reach the level of greatness that he needed to to get his number retired. But a few of them have numbers on the jersey uh, in the stadium. Keekley's did not. Right. Keekley had right. his name and the only, BC logo. The majority don't. The majority of them don't have the number. The number is reserved for like the BC all-time greats, like. At an, at an elite level, I think you know Flutie winning the Heisman gets him there. That's interesting. I don't remember offhand which other which other ones were had numbers retired, but not many of them do. So, um, you know, Matt Ryan, I expect is the same thing. I don't think twelve will get retired. I think that he'll, his jersey will go up there. And, and so at this point, I don't know what it takes to get your number retired. I mean, you, maybe winning the Heisman, Heisman, maybe. Yeah, maybe but winning the Heisman. There were more. There are a few people up there. Yeah, there were a few, but but the, most of them besides Flutie outdated anything I know about BC football. Exactly. Like I don't know who they were. So. Um, I'm sure they're all-time greats, but we don't know the details of that. Um, last note we have here: Alumni Stadium needs a new audio system. Just yes. a side note: it's, it's it was bad. So we bad. were we it was pouring rain at halftime. We had to go under the uh, awning. So the whole basically the whole stadium is crammed in under this awning, and and Luke Keekley comes out in the pouring rain. They're holding umbrellas under him, over him, and he gives this speech, which, which I I assume was great because <laughs> I couldn't hear a word of it because the audio shoots out. Towards the field, yeah, which is dumb. The players don't need to hear the audio. The fans need to hear the audio. Um, so you can only hear the audio if you're towards the field in the, in the stadium and not in the the concourse, which is very unfortunate because in a, in a rainy situation, everyone was inside. Everyone's inside, and no one could hear what Keekley was saying. The fact there are no speakers on the inside part is so so dumb. I can't get over it. Yeah. Like like whatever. I can understand if like the way the stadium's set up, like the speakers face down towards the field like that's fine the main speakers can do that but you need to have speakers like underneath in the concourse all around so that way fans have audio coming from both directions like it, it's just silly that it's not set up better than it is but yeah either way silly. So, so that's the bc minute um we're done with that quick start to the show 
Uh, and now, to, to everyone's great pleasure, I imagine, <laughs> Good save. we are going to have another set of games today because everyone loved the games. Everyone loved week. the games. We got great feedback from the games. Great feedback from the games. And we, so we'll probably come up with some kind of a prize structure because our prize to Murph was just to have him on the podcast. So we'll think of some, some cool prizes maybe for the future, but we have no prizes today, just playing for pride. Um, so first, we have Know Your Tense, which we had last week, and we'll get to this week's version of Know Your Tense. All right, edition number two of Know Your Tens, our new catchy uh, theme song. There. I love the theme song. I want to get ten out of ten. Is the is the catchphrase there of the ten out of ten of the of the lyrics? So, uh, second edition of Know Your Tens, we have our guest Lauren, who I'm about to introduce. The concept this week, unlike last week, we had those NHL players. This time, we're doing it a little bit different. We're gonna play ten seconds of a '90s song for Lauren. Each of these ten songs of a popular is, '90s of a popular song. '90s song, and Lauren needs to guess the. Title of the song and the artist for the song. So, Lauren, thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. So, you ready to start this? Have any questions? Uh, no, I think I got it. I'm rate, a little nervous. Rate your, exci- rate your excitement uh, 10 out, out of 10. Uh, I'd, I'd say 9. Wow. Nine, okay, Off to right. a bad start. Bad start, but we, we, can, we can work from there. Okay. All righty. So, Lauren, <laughs> here we go. I'm going to start playing these songs, and I will play 10 seconds, pause it, and then I'll give you some time to try to see if you can guess the song and the artist. You ready? Ready. All right, here we go. All right, Lauren, what oh, do you got? Oh, man. Uh, Spice Girls Wannabe. Nice. Spice Girls Wannabe is correct. Oh. One for one. Nice job. There you go. All right, that here we go. They're not all going to be that easy. <laughs> all <Okay>. right. <laughs> song number two. Uh, that's Livin' La Vida Loca, Ricky Martin. Two for two. Whoa. Hot start. Hot start. <laughs> did you study before this? Did you get the, did you get the answers? Well, I was born in the 90s, so I can <laughs> say that. All right, here we go. Number three. Gangster's Paradise, Coolio. Wow. Nice. I knew she would get that one. Nice. <laughs> that was a big one. All right, three for three. Hot start. Here we go. Okay, shoot. Uh, I know it's Never Let You Go. I just don't know the band. Uh, right, third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. Nice. <laughs> four for four and eight for eight, including the titles. Jeez, it's pretty good. All right, I thought this was going to be harder. All right, let's go. Here we go. Mr. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Counting Crows. We'll give it to you. Mr. Jones is the first one. Correct. All right, so we're halfway through here, and you are 100%. You're a five for five. So what are your <laughs> thoughts? What are your feelings here? Any halftime adjustments? Um, I feel great. 
great. I yeah, this is a great game. <laughs> All right. Did you think it was going to be harder? Because I'm hoping it gets harder. I think uh, there's... I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a pretty... I, I know the 90s music pretty well. So. <laughs> okay. You're big All in right. the 90s music scene? Yeah, you picked a strong competitor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think there's there's got to be one or two here that might trip you up. So here we go. All right. Ah oh, man, I don't know. I know this song. I just don't know the title or artist. Is uh, it Flaming Lips? I have no idea. Nope. Unfortunately, uh, No Rain by Blind Melon. Everyone knows that song, but they don't know. I the know. Song. Everyone knows that. They don't song. know the title of the artist. So the the perfect run comes to an end. But you're still having a great round here. So let's keep it going. Five for six is very good. Nice. Extremely good. Extremely good. Thanks. Thanks. Let's go, girls. <laughs> That'll be a Shania Twain. <laughs> Feel like a woman. Another one correct That's there. Correct. And a good, a, good, a nice little accent there. I like that. I just need to go back to the nineties. <laughs> so where six, I belong. six for seven. Ah oh, man, uh, when I come around. Green Day. Wow. wow. Keep it going. <laughs> wow. Seven for eight now. Dang, we got two left. Fire. We got two left. And I think one of them is easy. This so one might. This I is think the, this one might get you. I think you, this but... could be the other one that gets you. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh. Sounds so familiar. Um, Pass. <laughs> she passed. <laughs> passed on that one. What it's like by Everlast. Then you really oh, might know what that. it's like. <laughs> At least it's another one that you just sounds familiar. But that you a popular. It. Do you guys know that song? I listen to that song twice a day. Yeah, that's I, my favorite. Song. I, was, I only listen to it once a day, but I mean, it's kind of like the same thing. So, all right, last one, last one. Going for eight for ten. Eighty percent would be a huge round here. So here we go. Getting jiggy with it, Will Smith. I listen to that song three times a day. <laughs> there we go. So that's perfect. So, 8 for 10, which is an amazing round. We have the so, 90s music star 90s, as our contestant. A- absolute superstar. So, Lauren, if, if you're game for it, since you are just absolutely acing the 90s, I would like to give you one bonus song from 2015. Can, or do you want to handle that? <laughs> 2015. Uh, sure, I'll take it. All right, here we go. See if you can get this one. I should have mentioned that boy can't dance. All right, do you know what that one is? Uh, is it Dookie in his pan? <laughs> Artist? Uh, what do they call it? Is it Lamb? Lamb? DJ Lamb Chop? <laughs> <laughs> Ram Chop? Ram Chop. DJ Ram Chop is correct. That is you. <laughs> that is you. For the listeners. For the the. the Identity has finally been unveiled. The person can on the on this game show right now is the one who is the artist of Dookie in his pants. 
Oh, man. So, that, that, bur- that probably me. <laughs> that burned Derek so burned bad. Me bad. That burned me bad. I finally recovered that from it. That was one of my favorite. like, you guys peaked after that episode. <laughs> yeah. Laura, I think that was my favorite episode. Of all time. I think that was my favorite part of any episode of all time, too. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, too. Yeah, Mine it was too. so good. All right. Well, Lauren, absolutely killer job. Crushed Eight out it. of 10, nine out of 11, if you count the bonus. So. Uh, oh my god thanks thanks guys what did did i win so we're that's uh we're gonna get back to you on that (laughs) we don't have a prize yet (laughs) what what would you want to win yeah what do you want as a contestant on the game show what would you want to win um that's not money not money uh maybe just your friendship friendship Mm. okay so like you have to get 10 out of 10 for friendship yeah 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 Or tickets to something. Tickets to something. Okay. Tickets yeah. to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set up for tickets to something. All right. So yeah, yeah. Backstage pass to the recording of the next of episode forty one. You're yours. You won. You won. Congrats. There you go. That's, that's the that's the the <laughs> winner. You were thing. looking for that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Lauren, thank you so much, and we'll have to have you on again for something more challenging to you, apparently, because this is this is your forte. Yeah. So. Good job. Nice, Me nicely too. done. Thank you. All righty. Talk to you later, Lauren. Bye, Lauren. Yep, bye. DJ Ramchop. DJ Ramchop, ten, eight for 10. Spectacular Incredibly performance. Incredibly impressive performance. Uh, in the second. Unex- not in a, I don't want to give her, this I don't want to take away any credit, but yeah. I did not expect anyone to get eight out of 10. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like we had said, that was like an eight out of 10 that you might do as a group. You know, a couple people trying to guess them. Collectively, you should be able to get eight out of 10. Two of them are pretty hard. Those two that she got wrong are pretty difficult. She definitely missed the two that we expected people to miss. And she got all the ones that I was like, you probably got to miss one of these. Like, like you got to, one of these will be like, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I don't know it. Well, you now know? we know that's got to be harder. Yeah, got to make it can. harder. So, um, so that is the second edition of Know Your Tense. Hopefully you guys like that and the, the catchy new intro that we have. So. I love both of them. <laughs> um, and so now we will have another game coming up. Who done did it? Our second edition of that will be later uh, after our sports section, but we want to wedge sports in between here. So just going to wedge it, squeeze it right in. Wedge it, squeeze it right, like a sandwich, like like a hot dog. Jeez, So sports, we have obviously the biggest story uh, is the Indians and the Cubs set to square off in the World Series tonight. If you're listening on Tuesday, is game one. Uh, you know, unbelievable, really. Uh, with the amount of stakes riding on this series, just a few little bullet points we have here. The, obviously, the Cubs, 108-year drought they're going through. The Indians, a 68-year drought. Um, you know, I, I was saying, I was talking about this the other day and I'm actually curious what you think for me. I think this, do you think that this series is, is just from like this, uh, fanfare type of like epicness, I guess, of this series, do you think it's more or less epic given that the Cavs just won the championship? Do you think it's more epic or do you think it would be less epic given that now these two cities, you know, just the, the Cubs versus the Cleveland who's never won anything, you know, or is it more epic because now Cleveland could win two in just like a few months? I don't see how it could be less epic because of LeBron winning. I think you're going to try to spin no, it to where it would I, be less because LeBron. No, I, I'm. I don't really feel strong. This. Yes, do, I, this the, would mean a lot more to Cleveland had LeBron not just won. No, no, no. I mean, you it would mean so? a lot more maybe to Cleveland, but to the world, it means way more because Cleveland won. I think because no one really cares about like the Cleveland curse, the 68 years. Like, who cares about that? But now that. Cleveland basketball and like the, the basketball team was the bigger deal in Cleveland. Now that the basketball team won and the baseball team's better, now it's like, oh crap, Cleveland is a city and it's <laughs> going to win some sporting events that aren't football. Um, so I think it definitely helps, at least outside of Cleveland. Inside Cleveland, right. it's 
I mean, I can only expect it to. Well, I mean, uh, inside all of Cleveland, these, yeah, yeah, all these people come out of the woodwork. I mean, they're Indians. Like, not every, it's not un, unilateral. I mean, there's Indian fans that aren't huge Cavs fans and everything. Like the, to Indians fans, this is huge no matter what. Um, but you know, for me, for for me, I think there's to, to play devil's advocate. There's a little bit of that. The the tenseness on both sides would be just unimaginably high had Cleveland not just won a championship. You've, LeBron you've got, has a championship, Derek. You're gonna have to get I, over. I, LeBron has several championships. I <laughs> I am over that. Um, the the I think that the tense the tense nature of these two droughts would have been a little bit more tense had Cleveland just lost Game Seven, for instance. It's like, oh, Cleveland has still never won, and the Cubs have never won. Yeah, I mean, I still think years. this is probably the most excited I've been for World Series in a long, long time. So, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that the shock factor is less now. If Cleveland wins, the shock factor is not there the way that Cleveland, when Cleveland just won their first championship. I don't know. I I think it's I think it's more shocking that. Both teams. Big picture it is, yes, but half of the shock's already gone. I don't know. I, I'm saying half the shock already happened is what I mean. What's half the shock that they won the, a different the, sports championship? That, the, that, the, that Cleveland won a championship. That was the shocker. Half not the that shock, the Indians are going to win the World Series. Half the shock isn't your your city winning a championship. You, you. I don't think you were singing the same tune when Cleveland won. Oh yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's the Cle- it's the city's drought. Oh, I, see, I didn't. I don't. I'm more thinking like this is. This is incredible that both of them. It's, oh, I, I totally agree. It's more shocking that they're going to win twice. Yeah, in one. I mean, year. yes, yes. It's yeah. Okay. It's more shocking. Right. It's double oh, the yes. shock. Overall, it's more shocking. I think that the tensity of the of the series might have been higher from a for a fan's perspective had both cities still been in droughts. I think you're just mad. LeBron's rooting for the Indians. I well, LeBron roots roots for every baseball team. But, um, <laughs> but so anyway, the. Uh, so you have a couple facts here. So according, basically, you know, all-time high stakes here. Um, you know, the ticket prices are are off the charts. The with Cleveland series, uh, the Cleveland games going for thirty nine hundred right now uh, aftermarket, and the Cubs games going for seventy two hundred at Wrigley yeah. aftermarket. And that's before. Uh, that's if no game six or seven. Yeah, that's is just decided, average prices right now, which I, is incredible. I, I, I did read that somebody bought tickets to potential game seven already on like StubHub or whatever. Uh, at Wrigley Field, four tickets above the dugout for ninety-eight thousand dollars combined. <sighs> combined for the four tickets. Jeez. So that's some Cubs who's... fans are dumb too. <laughs> yeah. Like I get it. You've got a drought, and like you cried when your team yeah. went. But there's a lot of teams that Could don't. You win imagine a lot. spending twenty-four thousand dollars on tickets and then losing. In yeah, game I mean seven? they've had a very they've had a brutal brutal couple they they went 0 and 6 in clinching games to get to yeah. the World Series. They haven't yeah. been to the World Series in yeah in, in years. 70 years, yeah. yeah. And so it's I mean I get why they they care so much but jeez oh man. Yeah. Jeez oh man is right. Jeez oh man. dollars <laughs> um, $7, so, $7, for a seat at a baseball game. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's I mean crazy. and people will pay it cuz Cubs fans God rest their souls are probably the most loyal fans in yeah. in sports. Yeah. Um, and they'll tell you that they are. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to go out and buy the ticket and told you they bought it. Um, so my question for you is, and I already know what I think about this. If, if the Cubs win this series, is Theo Epstein the best general manager of all time? And, and I'm going to even take it a step further and say the best general manager in sports of all time. It's a good question, and I can't answer it because I don't know enough about nah, other that's general fair. managers. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow the general manager game too closely, I do know what he's done with two bad baseball teams. He's turned them into good baseball teams and broken curses. Um, but so is Terry Francona. Um, true. So I don't know if it's a combo. I don't know if it's the general manager. I don't know exactly what r- the recipe is. It's certain 
he certainly has a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also, I would say best of my lifetime probably. Cause yeah. I don't know any other who, who's done something yeah. similar. I'm, I'm just imagining like as a, as a, as a young kid who's like a, he was like, you know, a baseball analytics guru, like, like just like a kind of nerdy into all the analytics and stats of baseball. I'm imagining himself sitting there in like 2000 or 2001 and the Red Sox haven't won a world series in 82 years. And the, Cubs haven't won in 95 years or whatever. And to think that your resume, you know, 15 years later would be that you you broke both of those curses is just is unthinkable to me. It, it's just a remarkable. If that was your I mean, like on your resume, like broke two, you, you, two 70 you plus literally, year curses. As a baseball general manager, you literally can't have a better resume than that um, as far as impact goes. So, yeah, I, I think he obviously a ton is riding on it for him. I mean, it's already impressive anyway, just getting them here. But then you have Terry Francona and Joe Madden, who are both playing for, uh, I would say, move, you know, both playing to move up the ladder on slightly different uh, tiers. You know, Francona's looking, he's won a couple World Series. He's looking to become really historically elite by yeah. winning another one with a different team. Well, both of these managers, incredibly, and I don't see baseball managing, I just can't see it. Like you can see other, like football, you can see them calling the plays. Like baseball, you can't, it's more what's done behind the scenes. Except for these two guys. Both of them noticeably coach on the field, yeah. but both of them have turned notoriously bad teams into good teams. Yeah. Francona with the Red Sox and now the Indians. And Madden with the Rays. He brought the, the Tampa Bay Rays to the World Series in 2008. And now they're bottom dwellers in the yeah. A least again the year after he leaves. So. Uh, these and now he's taking the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs had a lot more pieces in play, yeah, obviously, yeah. but it's a very young team, inexperienced team, and they're in the World Series. So I don't know exactly what, like I said, the recipe is between GM and manager, but both of these teams have extraordinary managers and extraordinary coaches. And we're going to watch a very, very, not just well-played baseball game, but well-managed baseball yeah. game. And that's hard. I mean... I don't notice it on the day to day, so I'm like real excited to see what the coaches do. Yeah, and, and yeah, I don't know, you don't say that too often. Yeah, and we're we're gonna see. It's gonna be the, one of those games. Like you know, you're you're interested to see when the manager's gonna go to his best pitcher. You know, when when's Frank Conan gonna go to Andrew Miller? Is he gonna bring him in, in the sixth inning? Like like people. When's Joe way, Madden? Way gonna, back, when's Joe Madden gonna put Ben Zobrist to catcher? Yeah. When's he gonna <laughs> yeah, have him I mean, start a game in the World Series? Yeah, way back in the first game of these playoffs, the Indians when they were being written off against the Red Sox before the series even started. You know, for, you know, people on the internet are going nuts. You know, myself, even myself included, questioning it of bringing Andrew Miller in in the in the fifth inning. You know, after four and two thirds, your starter goes, and you bring in Andrew Miller, who's your lights out like eighth I inning guy. It. And and you know that move took heat at the time, and now it's like the new way of thinking. And it's like, you know, that had been developing for a little while, but these two managers aren't scared to do it. So, I think it's going to be a very good series. So, but what's your prediction? I was going to say, give me two things. I'll ask you first. Okay. What do you want, and why do you want it? Really quickly, and what's your prediction? So they're going to be the same. I want the Cubs to win. Um, Why do you want the Cubs to win? So option A is I like the Cubs. And, and so um, I'm. this is going to – I mean, I'm just going to be honest. You don't have to believe me. I don't have a, a thing against Cleveland because of LeBron. I, like, mm. I don't mind the Indians. I don't I don't mind Cleveland as a whole. Um, I, I empathize with Cubs fans. I mean, this – that – I mean – 108 years is so ridiculously long to not win a championship to, and to be that loyal as well. Um, so I want the Cubs to win for that reason. I love all the ex-Cubs. I, I am still to this day mad that the Red Sox wouldn't give John Lester any money and then they went and gave David Price like three times as much money. Um, you look at you look at this World Series and for me it's like a little bit of bitterness about the Red Sox decisions. 
the amount of money, this is just a little fun fact, the amount of money David Price is making, the Red Sox could have kept Andrew Miller and John Lester. I mean, th- these are two of the best pitchers in the World Series. So, mm. uh, but, but I love the guys in the Cubs. I mentioned I love Theo Epstein. You know, I like Joe Madden. I, I, I want the Cubs to win because of the curse, and just I think it's finally time for them to win. I know I said that I didn't think they could reverse the curse uh, when everyone thinks they will. But for me, that would have been like choking in the LCS or something. I, I just feel like they're they're so close now. I think they're going to do it. Okay, that's fair enough. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> okay, so my what I what I want to happen is I want the Indians to win. I, I'm going to be happy with both outcomes. I like the Cubs and I like the Indians. I think what the, I have a lot of friends who are Cubs fans, and they actually say they're Cubs fans out loud, <laughs> um, and they tell you every day that they're Cubs fans. So I, I think they'll be more bearable if the Cubs win, which is good. Uh, but I'm rooting for the Indians. I, I'm sticking to that you can't break a curse on the year you're supposed to break a curse. Also, John Bucigross picked the Cubs to win, and I hate John Bucigross. Oh. And he tweeted about himself picking the Cubs to I win. Saw, I saw that. After they won like the the ALCS. And I'm like, dude, dude you picked <laughs> you pick the, the best you picked the team that had the best odds to win to win. Like and then you Great job, and then you bragged about it. Like, <laughs> wow, nice pick, dude. Great sleeper pick on the Cubs. Um, so I hate John Bucigross, which is why I, I want the Indians to win. Um, I really like the Indians. I love that they put their pitchers in whenever they want. I love that um, it's a bunch of really nobodies. There's no stars on the Indians. Yeah, no. Jason Kipnis, but he's like, he's just consistent. He's not that good, and he's kind of been hurt on and off. Um yeah, so I'm rooting for the Indians. I, I think this whole Believe Land thing is real. I think your city, get once you get behind a team, once you get behind a, a it, it galvanizes, especially I, base, baseball is one of those sports where you, it's all momentum. It's all yeah. men, it's all mental. Yeah. Um, every player on the field is just, just, on the field is just as good as the other in terms of like hitting or throwing a baseball, maybe a tiny yeah. bit yeah. better, a tiny bit less, but... If you've got that feeling, and, and the Cubs have it too, which is why mm-hmm. it's going to be a great World Series. But uh, I'm rooting for the Indians. Yeah. I think they've got it all. I think the the like I said, the managing matchups are going to be incredible, and I'm really excited to see it. Um, I say the Indians in six. Indians in six. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I think this is going to go seven, and so I, I think it's going to be the defining moment, obviously for either team. But I think the defining moment the Cubs can finally come through. When it matters, you know, game seven Cubs like that would be the are exact gonna, time. Are they we would going lose. to be able to deal with all of the social media if no. the Cubs win? No, probably not. But um, should we skip that week? We can skip. I mean, so I could bear it, though. Like I could bear it. I, I've I've you know this. I, I've bared championships. That I'm going to have to watch about. so many YouTube videos of grandparents crying. It's going to yeah. be stupid. Yeah. Like everybody's like, oh, my God. They great 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 grandpa saw the last win. They're all oh, they never saw their baseball team win. I was like, so what? I root for bad teams too all the time. <laughs> I just I don't want I don't want to see. I guess that's a little bitter. I sound a little bitter. <laughs> I don't mean that. I would be I would be very happy. It's just I don't want to be force fed your win. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to be force fed it either. But I'll be able to tolerate it to a certain point, and then I'll just have to ignore the noise. You know, ignore yeah. the noise. There's gonna be a lot. Of Cubs fans, there if they be. win, yes. a lot of Cubs fans, yeah, and yeah. there's already there already a lot. are there already are there already are. I mean, every, so many neutral fans are Cubs fans right I, now. I think Cleveland deserves more fans. The Cubs have fans. Yeah, I agree. They just don't have wins. I agree. 
So, uh, so that's the World Series. That'll be started tonight. And then uh, moving into the NFL a little bit. So not too much time on it. But uh, so a couple of topics for the NFL. First, the Vikings are apparently not good. We thought they were good. Um, no. The, the Eagles smoked them. Uh, the Eagles are back on track. We, we, we might have doubted that they were actually I mean, these, good, are all, these are all obviously hot takes. Like yeah. The Vikings are probably still good. The Eagles <laughs> yeah. are maybe back on track. Who knows? Yeah. Well, this is one game that happened. Yeah. They lost. They right. won. Whatever. Um, but the Vikings didn't look good. The Eagles did look good. Um, it could be an off off game for one, a really, good game uh, for the other. There was five turnovers in the first nine minutes of that game. Yeah. Very gross. I mean, um, that's classic Sam Bradford. He he, yeah. he was taped together with duct tape and glue for the first five games and just came apart. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he got it all out of his system and they'll be back on track. Yeah, so we'll see there. Uh, next topic is the Falcons. Their collapse, is hap- their collapse is happening sooner than we anticipated it happening. Huge news. <laughs> um, Big news for us. So they fall to four and three after they, they kind of blow the end of that game against the Chargers. Chargers come all the way back to win it. Um, so in Bucks overtime, is, in overtime. So Bucks in second place now. Bucks in second place looked real good against the 49ers, who are admittedly a very bad football team. Um, but second place is second place. Yeah, and uh, more importantly than being in second place, even or, or in conjunction with that, is that they control their own destiny because exactly. they've already had their bye week. So the Bucks are three and three, I believe. The Bucks are three and three. And the, the Falcons are four and four and three. three. So the and the Bucks um, have the and the Bucks record. have the tiebreaker. They've beaten. The Falcons at home. They're one of the Falcons' losses, which is great. Um, and so the next game against the Falcons will be at the Bucks, which is also good. So keep track on the Bucks. We're there back you go. In it. Keep track two, of the Bucks. Two straight wins. Two straight wins. There we go. Huge news. Um, Patriots continue to roll. Uh, we won't talk much about the game. It could have been a great one, but uh, Ben Ro- Ben Roethlisberger was out injured, yeah. so Landry Jones played for Pittsburgh. Landry Jones held his own in the first half, had 179 yards passing in the first half, but. Uh, couldn't really keep up, keep the pace in the second half. It was it was a surprisingly good game to watch for Landry Jones being quarterback. They yeah. they did what they had to do, which was feed get Le'Veon Bell the ball every single play, no matter what. And, and Antonio Brown, whenever they didn't. And, I mean, it and was literally. But the best part was that the Patriots knew that, so they're like, okay, we have to stop Le'Veon Bell, the best running back in the league. Let's cram him. And all the pat or all the Steelers did was little two yard dumps to him, yeah. little passes, and let him so do that the work. so that. They couldn't just pound the box and stop him from running every time. Mm-hmm. That they could actually get Le'Veon Bell the ball in space and let him do his thing. Yeah. Um, I think that, that was incredible. The, coaching. the Steelers executed a good offensive game plan in that game. They they missed a couple field goals uh, and they they didn't execute in the red zone, but they had a chance to be. And know, they had a few turn. They had a few chances in the red yeah, zone. They, turnovers. Yeah, and yeah. they got and they also the you know the Patriots gave them a couple turnovers. The Patriots fumbled twice and uh, and. You know, those are the type of things you need to capitalize on against the Patriots. Um, but in the turnover game, what the Patriots didn't do is throw an interception, and they are now just—I think it was the third team in the modern era to start the year seven straight games without a pick. I didn't know that. I, I didn't realize that. I knew Brady hadn't thrown one, but I didn't realize that their other two quarterbacks it's hadn't thrown that, one either. That's just great coaching. Is, <laughs> is <laughs> it? Yeah. If I mean Brady's not going to throw up, he'll, he'll throw way less picks than an average quarterback. But to have yeah two unproven quarterbacks have to play Get through the first four weeks and, and not throw a pick. That's yeah. just good play calling. It yeah. means you're not making, you're not forcing them to throw bad throws. Exactly. If they had to get out there and make throws Tough happen, throws, they're yeah. going to throw a pick. Yeah. They just are. They just don't see NFL defenses that have planned against them. Exactly. Every week. Um, so I, I think that's incredible. And turnovers, I say it every week are the most important, key. literally the most important thing I think in football. Yeah. So one of the also important things uh, that the Patriots didn't do well with uh, the Steven Gostowski problem that they have is they missed another extra point. And so this brings us to the NFL's kicker problem, which it's is some an mind, epidemic, an epidemic, not a problem. Problem is very mild. Uh, an epidemic that I would say 
19 NFL teams have missed extra points this season. Through and, week and crucial seven. field goals, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, we complained a lot about Roberto Aguayo. The, the Bucks took a kicker in the second round, and he's been performing. He's been underperforming. Yeah. He's just over 500. But yeah. nobody is is kicking well except Matt Bryant for yeah. the Falcons. Right. And yeah. everyone else. Even Vinatieri, I think, missed one pretty yeah. recently. Um, and he doesn't miss any anything. I think, I think Dan Bailey is good too on the Cowboys. Yeah, I but like say. when, but it's like when we have to sit here and call out the good kickers. Yeah. It's like this. Is, I don't know what's happening. And, and, and there's usually you can name ten good kickers. Yeah, I mean especially back when the the extra points weren't thirty yards. Yeah. but this oh, year but that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because they like, did well last year. Yeah, there it wasn't this crazy yeah. dis- disparity last year. I don't know year. where it, where it came from because. They move the extra points back, and so yes, I expect that that more extra points will be missed. I, I get that, but they're missing like kickers are missing everything now. Like it's like do you it's think like the extra points just mess with their head? I was gonna say, do you think it's mental? I mean, kicking's all mental. It is. That's mental. a yeah. thing. So it has to well, be. It has to be that you've been used to kicking these dinky dunk yes extra points. They mean nothing. So easy. Eyes closed. Yeah. Ninety percent. Ninety nine percent field goals. And then they move them back, and it's the same mentality for the fans and for the team. Extra point. It's still called an extra point. Extra, Here's an extra that's, point. That's, that's it right and there. And it's 30 yards. It's, it's, it's not a gimme anymore. Yeah. And these, when they miss one, they start thinking, oh, crap. Yes. I missed an easy field goal. That is, even though it's not. It's, it's a 33-yarder, which yeah, is an easy. Unquote, which yeah. is easy. It's e- pretty much easy, but it's not a chip. Sh- it's, not a, it's not an extra point, a yeah. quote-unquote extra point the way it's always it's been. It's like moving JJ. I mean, this is bad. It's a bad example. But, like, moving <laughs> An unbelievable free throw shooter, like a 99% free throw shooter, back to the three-point line and giving them an open shot. Yeah. Like, they'll still hit it all the time, but if you start having your extra points from the three, you'll miss a bit more, and then you'll get out of rhythm, and yeah. you'll start thinking about it, and then it snowballs, and people start saying yeah. you've got the yips, well, and you start reading yes, about it. Exactly, and kickers I'm are... I'm getting anxious talking about I, it. I mean, positions like kicker and, like, goaltender and hockey and things, positions that are very individual and, like... Boring. Well, boring. Yeah, <laughs> like especially on a football team as a kicker, yeah. like you just kick, like like that's it. Like you know, you you're do. not really like you're not really like rah rah football like with the rest of the guys. And you every know, stupid and every stupid kid with a microphone is going, "That's your only job. Yeah, yeah. You do it all yeah, day." Exactly. And and like to your point, I'll, I I am thinking that this is the problem with Steven Gostowski right now being mental because you go back to the AFC Championship the Patriots played against the Broncos last season and Gostowski missed an extra point that then essentially cost them a chance to go to overtime because they tied the game late with it, or they could have tied it late with a touchdown and had to go for two because he missed an extra point. So that's a 33-yard extra point that he missed. But now the, the thought going to the offseason in your head is that I missed an extra point that cost us a trip to the Super Bowl. And then that carries into the next time you miss one. It's like, oh, I, I'm missing extra points. And it's just now every field goal you take that's even closer, it's like, well, this is even easier than an extra point. Yeah. Like, what if I miss this one, you know? Yeah. And so it's definitely a mental case with a lot of these guys. So yeah. we'll see if the NFL maybe ruined kicking by moving the, the extra point back. They also ruined kickoffs, too, but yeah. we'll talk about that another time. That's just... So all of kicking in the NFL yeah. is a wash now. Yes, it's exactly. kinda, it, And it's, it's bad, I think, for the game because yeah. now... I don't know. Kicking already gives me so much anxiety. Now I have to watch well, every kick. It was capped off with the Arizona Seattle game, which oh. I didn't watch the end of it, but <laughs> it was I'm a six, six to six tie, and both kickers missed chip shots to win the game. So. Both kickers missed kicks inside 35 yards. Yeah. One inside 20. Ten, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like 20 yards or something. Yeah. And so. they tied six to six yeah. after overtime. The first six six tie in like 50 Ever? years. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there you go. And then. 
Uh, we do have one final topic that we do need to discuss: the fact that Jay Ajayi is a Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Famer. Uh, forced Aaron Foster back, to retire. Aaron back. Foster retired today. <laughs> he forced him out. Forced him out of the league. Back to back two hundred yard games. A for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> B as a backup no name running back. Right. Uh, I think he's got five touchdowns in the last two games over four hundred yards. Mm-hmm. He is murdering fantasy football. He's this year's Devontae Freeman, who I also called last year. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to our fantasy, I should pick up that clip and and play it. But if you listen to our fantasy minute, he was my deep sleeper. Kenny Iardi, props to him, picked him up. <laughs> and now he's yeah. sitting on his roster, getting yeah. him 50 points a, a week. <laughs> uh, and I love it because this, weirdly, after I read the thing that Arian Foster retired today, <laughs> <laughs> that, that my pick gets to start and is like is the, the man for the Dolphins now, it may be the most right I've ever been about anything. <laughs> and it's, it's making me nervous that... <laughs> That he's just gonna be the best running back, and I'm gonna have to talk about him all the time. But it it really is incredible that Jay Ajayi. I think I don't know, maybe owned in one percent of the leagues when yeah. we talked about him. Now, he, yeah. now the starter in front of him literally retired because yeah. the other guy is playing so well. Honestly, I think Ajayi was was he, he was he was probably owned in more than one percent solely as a handcuff to Aaron Foster. Yeah, it was like he he was you know Aaron Foster owners probably picked him up. Nobody, but was there like, was a few guys like. It wasn't just. I remember. I, I can't remember his name now, but there were like two, two or three backups. Other potential because they yeah. didn't love Ajayi. He was because getting. He's been he there get, for a couple years. He's been there for a few years. Yeah. He's been getting some off-field trouble, like missed a practice and didn't get to play the first. Didn't get to play backup the first game, something like that. Uh, but he really back-to-back two hundred-yard games is very impressive. The only other person they said was Ricky Williams, which was incredible. Yeah. So Ajayi. There you go, Ajayi, aka Barry Sanders. So. Uh, that is the end of the sports segment. Any other final thoughts on sports? I will say this. I was also really right about um, Iggy Azalea. Called her coming out of the woodwork, too. <laughs> J.H.I.E. is my Iggy Azalea. There you go. That, that's, that wraps it up. So, uh, so that brings us to our next segment, which is Who Done Did It? Who Edition Done Did It? number two. All right, and now we have our second episode of Who Done Did It? And Who we Done welcome, Did It? We welcome our caller for this week, Zach. Zach, what's going on? I'm pretty nervous. <laughs> You're nervous. Why are you nervous? There's no, there's you no repercussions. I have pretty bad performance anxiety in all walks of life. <laughs> well, listen, this is not live, so people don't hear you right now, right, right. and we can edit whatever you'd like us to edit afterwards. Yeah, we can make okay, it sound. Perfect. We can make yeah. it sound as embarrassing as possible, yeah. so it's perfect. We'll make you sound. We'll make you sound smart. I promise. Okay. Good. Okay. So we we told you the rules, but we'll we'll tell the people again. So who done did it this week is. Famous crazy sports suspensions. So we're going to read you a about a paragraph worth of a sports suspension um, in in all major sports, and you will have to tell us who who that person is, and uh, we'll see how many you get right. Um, my money is you get zero right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Come on. Okay. You'll get one. You'll get one. You'll get one right. All right. Are you ready, Zach? Uh, ready as I can be. All right. Here we go. So, the first one, December 2009. This Montez Perfect. <laughs> nope. Let me finish okay. the question. December 2009. This person yeah. admitted to holding an unloaded firearm in his Washington Wizards locker. No, let me finish the question. <laughs> in his okay. Washington Wizards locker. They, this got him in trouble oh. with both the NBA and the D.C. police. He claimed he stored uh-huh. guns in his locker room to settle potential disputes. Uh, and it was reported that he and his teammate, Javaris Cretentin, 
uh, they had pulled their guns out in the locker room <laughs> while they argued over gambling debts. The NBA, yep. the NBA officially suspended them the rest of the 09-2010 season, a total of 50 games, the third longest non-drug-related suspension in league history. Do you know this player? Yeah. Do you know who I done did it? One of my one of my favorite players, number zero, Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> yes, Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, that is that correct. Is, Agent Zero. That is correct. Yep. One for one. Wow. So you already met the quota. Oh. Proving us wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here. Beat the spread. <laughs> beat the spread. So, so we're at a push right now. See if you can beat the spread now with uh, one more right. one more right. So clue number uh, uh, suspension number two, November nineteenth, okay. two thousand four. The Associated Press okay. dubbed the 2004 brawl between the Pacers and the Pistons, the Malice at the Palace, the most infamous brawl in NBA history. Fights broke out on the court, and while this person was lying on the scorer's table, seemingly cooling down from a mayhem, a fan threw a water bottle accurately enough to hit this person on the chest. He charged up into the stands where he shoved the fan, the wrong one, and sent the lower portion of the area into, into a free-for-all melee. Back on the court, he continued attempting to fight fans, who are antagonizing him. Of all the suspensions and fines, this person led the way with a massive 86-game ban, which included 73 regular season games and 13 playoff games, the longest suspension for an on-court incident in NBA history. Wow. These are fun facts. Um, <laughs> wait, this was the this was the Pacers-Pistons game, right, you said? Yes, Correct. 2004. Oh, this is Ron Artest. Ron Artest <laughs> yes. is correct. Wow, also, also known as... Uh, uh, Metal World Peace. <laughs> there we go. Another, uh, sorry. Ding, ding. <laughs> nice. Another one. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two for two. Oh, two for two. All right. Bonus. Wow. All right. This one should be easy for you, okay? Okay. All right. This slugger missed 211 games, double the previous longest PED-related suspension. He contested the ban and, oddly enough, was allowed to play out the rest of the 2013 season after returning from injury. What essentially became a 162-game suspension was the longest non-lifetime ban in baseball history. <laughs> uh, that's A-Rod. Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> correct. Three for three. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You're not getting I, the next one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. Let's see if you get the next one. Here we go. This NFL coach and linebacker combo. You need both. Were the first. Were the first. <laughs> were the first to fall during the 2012 bounty scandal, which saw players offered big bonuses and cash incentives if they took opponents out of the game. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and Cam Newton were among the top targets to be injured. This player and coach combo was suspended for the entire season, while eight other colleagues were fined and suspended for various lengths of time. Oh, man. I mean, it's Sean Payton as head coach. Sean Payton's correct. Uh, yeah, so do I get a half point at least for you that? Half, you get a half, half point, point. yep. All right, um, and then you said a linebacker, right? Linebacker. The ringleader. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I remember. What was his name? Um, was it, oh, it was uh, uh, Vilma. Um, Jonathan Vilma, right? Or, that's his first yes, wow. that is correct. Jonathan, holy Jonathan Vilma, yes. Jeez. Wow. Four for four. Rocos coming through. Holy crap. All right. Jeez. All right. Well, the, here's your last question to get a, a perfect round. Are, okay. you, are you ready? Yep. All right. 2016. This player, notoriously one of the NFL's dirtiest players on the league's dirtiest team, was suspended for purposefully destroying the integrity of the game. This well-known dirtbag 
more likely than not, pushed an innocent ball boy to forcefully remove precious air from the, from the game's most important piece of equipment, the football. After what seemed like years of denial, this low life was given a four-game suspension by the U.S. government. <laughs> You're such a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you name this person? Um, yeah, that's Tom Brady, but, I mean, that's a very <laughs> ill-advised characterization of, like, <laughs> the best human being on the on this, the planet. <laughs> wow, five for five. I am, that's correct. I am impressed. Wow, five Jeez, for five. Wow. I didn't even get to use the freaking buzzer. Yeah, use it Zach, anyway. Zach, do you want to hear what would it sounded like if you got one wrong? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you, you would have you got that if you got one wrong. You it's a great buzzer. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good job, I, Zach. I, yeah. I'll be honest. I did not expect you to get all those right. I mean, I didn't either, so this is kind of like the highlight of my life here. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is is that he like thought about a few of them and like got them. The Jonathan like, Vilma is a big pick. Yeah. That's the one I thought no one was going to get. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't know. I, I was actually thinking about that whole suspension the other day, so maybe that just sparked it. I don't yeah, know. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, you had like a sixth sense for a uh, podcast game show. So uh, we don't have a prize. We need you to tell us what you want the prize to be. That's our that's our way of deciding. So we're going to start forming some prizes. So what would you want the prize to be if we had a prize? I mean, I need some boundaries here. Like, what's realistic? <laughs> and, you know? it, it, it can't be, mo- <laughs> it can't you, be money. You know what's realistic or not. <laughs> Okay, so it can't be money, but it can be like a gift card. So, you know, <laughs> I want a gift card to the Thinking Cup because they have the best coffee ever. <laughs> a gift card to the Thinking Cup. That's yeah, what we'll that's get right you. From you. I'll buy you coffee. What, what amount is? What amount would you like? Well, like what do you think's so fair? What do you think's fair? Their medium non-fat lattes are like three fifty, but <laughs> like. About like four of those, probably four, <laughs> four times three fifty. Okay, we can uh, do that. We can probably do that. <laughs> yeah. well, okay. Well, that's right, non-fat lattes. All right, so a fourteen dollars thinking cup gift card will be going your way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, right. congrats. You you really yeah, did you, earn the thinking cup gift card. You did. This is the best performance we've had on a game show so far. So, wow, really? Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. What are the other other topics then? Well, uh, well, first of all, you have to listen to the podcast to know that. Yeah. Um, so just listen to the well, podcast. I'm, We're not going to tell you. I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a bad endorsement. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Well, will Zach. You, will you listen to this one at least? Yeah, listen to this one so you can uh, hear yourself. Absolutely. And okay. I already picked up another listener. Amanda's going to listen to it. Too. Oh, Let's wow. Let's go. Okay, spreading, spreading the Two wall. more listeners. <laughs> all right. Um, well, Zach, thank you very much. And phenomenal job. I guess you've you've earned another trip on a future on a future game that we'll have to make harder. So. All right, sounds perfect. All righty, thanks, Zach. We'll talk to you later. Later, Zach. Adios. All right, so amazing. Wow. I, I'm I'm very stunned by that. Two incredible performances. Yeah, eight for ten and five for five. Do we make them too easy? Uh, we must have, but I, I mean, I, I guess we did. We tested them out, both of them, and like, so, so I will preface it by saying like we want them to be achievable. We do want them to. We want you to be able to get them, but like. We kind of designed them so that hopefully some are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I also know. I want to give you props for doing three fifty times four in your head. Really I, I I had to let you talk for a second, <laughs> but I mean you it was, said fourteen dollars because like <laughs> I was like oh shoot which one of us is gonna do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, I'm glad you did it. Yeah, you know because like two fifty would have been easy, but three fifty I was like wait a second we got to add an extra four dollars to this one dollar for no each. you add an extra two dollars. Well, 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 no four yeah. Three three times four, plus two. No, no, right, right. But I'm saying in comparison to 
250. Oh, so you were doing 250 in your head? I did 250 times 4 is like 10 because, you know, 25 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. Oh, geez. That's the so way I did it. You did it the harder way. I did it that way, yeah. Well, I guess I don't. I think that's how I did it. I don't even remember. I just. Did I don't it. know how you did it. I just did it. it I think whatever I did, I think, you did. I, I think I did twelve. I probably did twelve first and then added two. I whatever you did, it was incredible. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Great job with that multiplication. I appreciate it. So, uh, so there we go. Thanks to our two contestants today who both knocked Great out job. of the park and are forcing us to make things harder. So, uh, this I'll use this as a time to say we want to keep doing these game shows like yeah. every week. So if you are interested, want to be a contestant, like we're not going to tell you what it's about. We didn't tell either of these two contestants what the game but we'll, topic was, but, but we, they still we know it. we will know you well enough, or you can suggest a topic to us that won't be out of the blue for you. Yeah. You will be able to get questions right yeah. based on the topic. We yeah. choose. But, but to be honest, I, I, so the thing I want to avoid is like knowing anything about the topic so you could look stuff up and like practice, you know, it's like the, we didn't tell these guys anything about what yeah. they were going to be doing. But they we couldn't picked, have looked them we up. We picked topics. They yeah. think they'd be, we thought we, they'd be good. Yeah, at. exactly. Good. But like, it's still kind of a challenge. So, uh, long story short, if you know, being a contestant is easy, all we do is we call you and you just play the game that you've just heard. So, so do uh, it. So just let us know, just send us a message if you want to be on it and we will put you in the queue for our contestants. Cause we just want to have a queue of like, these two are up this week, and then these two are up next week. So that'd get, be great. Get so in the queue. Queue reach, up. Reach out to us. So that's it for the content of the episode, and brings us to the final drive, where I let you choose whether you want to go first or second. I'm going to go second this week, Derek. Second this week. Perfect. That means I'll go first. Um, so the final drive, my final drive, uh, I'll talk about the Celtics a little. Celtics, we haven't talked NBA yet, but the NBA season is starting this week. Um, Celtics start on Wednesday against the Nets. So a little bit of a, first of all, I want to do a little bit of a plug for what I've been watching recently, which is pretty interesting. It's uh, this documentary that Isaiah Thomas is making, like his crew or his boys or whoever are editing this documentary and they're releasing it one YouTube video per day is, is a chapter. So they've been doing these like seven minute chapters and they're releasing one each day and it's about his off season. And it's actually like really well produced. About who's like off season? About Isaiah Thomas's off season. And it's like really well produced. Like it's like high like high quality production and like cameras and everything like showing his offseason workouts and he like goes to the University of Washington to work out there he goes to the Seattle Seahawks uh facility and he does like a shooting contest with Tyler Lockett like a bunch of cool stuff in the offseason so I would plug that it's Book of Isaiah just like google it and figure out how to get to it um doesn't help that that's like a very famous bible thing but um yeah. but so you scroll through enough and you'll get the book of Isaiah Thomas anyway my season prediction for the Celtics I'm setting a high bar here. I'm gonna, I'd say the Celtics are going to get 57 wins this year. 57 is pretty high. That's like Spurs territory in like a like a normal year. Um, obviously, it's in the East, so it's a little bit easier. But I'm going to say 57 wins, second seed in the East, and Eastern Conference Finals against the Cavs. I'm willing to go all that right now. I won't go further than that until I know everyone's health and all the other stuff. And so. being a Celtics season ticket holder, a, you yep. can go to at least half of those I games. I can go to at least half of those games. Yeah. yeah. So technically, specifically 24 is how many I'll have because I did split it with some people. So oh, okay. 24 is still a lot. But you only picked wins. Um, oh, right, right, yeah, right. You I only, only picked, picked games right, that right. they went. Right, exactly, exactly. I, I, so there'll be 24 and 0 when I'm there. But, <laughs> um, including the game against the Magic that you'll be at. Yeah, because I'm 0-13 <laughs> watching Florida teams play in Boston, so they'll definitely lose that game. So that's that. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. So my final drive this year, uh, well, not this year. <laughs> Imagine if I do a yearly final drive. Uh, this week's final drive for me is the NFL has a ratings problem. It's been well documented and, and now well observed by the fans that People are not watching the NFL this year, and there's a, there's plenty of reasons why, whether it's the debate that's going on at the moment, uh, cheating quarterbacks, people are upset with the product on the field, 
um, or or general protest protesting against the NFL due to players that are protesting in the NFL. Uh, those are all not the reasons why the NFL has bad ratings. I'm going to tell you the reason the NFL has bad ratings. It's the garbage color rush jerseys on Thursday night. This week's Thursday night game is the Jags puke yellow, pee yellow, gross baby vomit jerseys versus the Titans baby blue, paint your baby's room blue, stupid blue jerseys. And it's going to be gross. Um, I actually don't know if those are the exact colors this year. because I think. I think they're the same. Um, because colorblind people are having a bad time watching it. People with color are having a bad time watching it. They're just gross jerseys. They're uninspired. The, the the NFL and Nike came up with these jerseys. Like, oh, what's the best thing we could do? Let's use the team's colors, but make it all the color. Make it all one color. Make it less dynamic. Um, so I hate them. Also, now that it's in the second year of them, they're not impressive anymore. We've seen all of them before, and now it's the the novelty's worn off too. So now they're just gross jerseys. It's a bad. It's bad for the NFL. It's bad for fans. And I think that's the reason why people are leaving. I think it's those stupid color rush jerseys. I can't wait for those to be retired and us to go back to throwing shiny stuff and cool designs on the jerseys rather than dumbing them down to one color. All right. So we're going to have to return the color rush jersey I got you for Christmas, I guess. You better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that crap. <laughs> so that, that would be a hilariously ironic <laughs> gift. <laughs> it would be. Maybe we'll, we'll consider that. Don't. <laughs> I'll get you matching football pants with it, too. Oh, gross. <laughs> So that's all the time we have for episode 40 of You Heard It Here Second. Thanks again to 40. Zach and Lauren for our uh, uh, game show contestants who both knocked it out of the park. Uh, nobody else to thank except for us, I guess, this week. No no other contestants. Thanks, but. Luke Keekley for being number 40. Yep. Thanks, Steve Nicholas, for being number 40 in high school. Thank you, Steve's high school coach, for letting him be number 40. And uh, that's thanks, that. Thanks, episode coach. 40. Thanks, 40's coach. 40's in the books. Man. We'll get 41 next week. We'll see you guys then. Later days. <laughs>